All right, let's get to it. Welcome to another episode of Fan Speculation. I am CJ Palmisano. And I'm Vinny Carini. And we are your hosts. Thank you if you are a first-time listener. We got a lot to talk about here. Uh, we have got to talk about Obi-Wan Kenobi coming this Friday, this week. The first two episodes being dropped on Disney Plus for Memorial Day weekend. Thank you so much, Disney. That's a great gift to us. Hell yeah. We got, we're going to talk about the Stranger Things trailer. Now, we're mainly a Marvel Star Wars podcast, mm-hmm. but when we first started, I said, we, you know, we're going to try and do a bit of everything pop culture. So bit, If we're talking about DC, we're talking about yeah, we talked. We get, me and Andreas gave a total Batman review. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we're gonna talk. We're gonna talk a little bit of everything. But yeah, Stranger Things. We, you and I both like Stranger Things, so that should be fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got a little theory about if the X Men Days of Future Past universe, the universe at the end of the movie, is connected to the eight one three universe that we saw in Multiverse of Madness. Uh, we got Stan Lee cameos coming back to Marvel. We'll talk about that in a little while. Daredevil is coming to Disney Plus in a whether it be a new series or a continuation of the Netflix series, we don't know for sure yet, but they have confirmed that it will be coming to Disney+. Plus. The show is in production right now, but we're going to kick things off with the Thor Love and Thunder official trailer. Boom. Now, I will say that, first of all, they dropped this really late last night. Yeah. Like, usually, like the first trailer, the first Thor uh, Love and Thunder trailer came, like, early in the morning at, like, mm-hmm. 9, 10 o'clock. This one came at, like, 10 10 30 i remember like my girlfriend and i we were we're scrolling through uh youtube and or i saw on instagram or something or youtube whatever it was on my phone I'm like oh my god the thor 11 thunder trailer's up and it said and from marvel's official youtube account 27 minutes prior bug i'm like that's that's a little, a little ridiculous yeah and chris hemsworth did he did confirm the day prior yeah we're gonna the trailer's gonna be releasing tomorrow which would be yesterday at the time of this recording boom <coughs> Jeez. <laughs> Excuse me, I was gonna stay in there. <clears throat> those are my those are my uh, metal vocals, also known as a burp. Excuse me. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, uh, I think I'll first and foremost say that I really enjoyed this this trailer. I think what really sold me with the trailer was the reveal of Gore the God Butcher, played by Fuck Christian yeah. Bale. Um, but I will say that I actually think I enjoyed the first trailer more. Really? Yeah, I don't know what it is. I, I think maybe because the Guardians were shown more in it, shown more in it, and I love the Guardians of the Galaxy no, movies. Dude, it was because Sweet Child of Mine was like loud and apparent. I mean, Sweet Child of Mine was still shown in this trailer too. Yeah, but it's not just, like the first. No, one. I think I think I just love the transition of the trailer, and it was, it was it was just really really cool. And I think they did a really good job of you know giving. I think that's a prime definition of a teaser trailer. You know, you <clears> give them just a little bit of what what the movie's gonna look like. You know, that's really know all we should get. Yeah, we shouldn't get all these trailers. I mean, I think we, at the very least, I think if we had the teaser trailer and then this trailer, we needed to see who the villain was, for sure. Yeah, for sure. And But I do think the gore really sold me on this trailer. Um, well, let's talk about it. So, uh, Vin, what are your initial thoughts? Let's start with the villain, Gorga the God Butcher, uh, the villain, what do you, uh, played by Christian Bale. What do yeah. you think? First of all, Christian Bale is a method actor, and he's a fucking fantastic actor. Uh, I don't know how you prepare to be a fucking universal superpower with a claymore. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? I don't know how you method act that, but I'm sure fucking Christian Bale is going to fucking ace the hole. He seems terrifying. I mean, if you see some of the shots, like he looks in one shot, he's fucking he, scary. Yeah, he looks scary, but he also looked like he looked Dude, like in despair. He's essentially point. Marvel's Kratos because he just wants to kill all the gods. Yeah, I mean, pretty much. It's that's pretty much what Gore the God Butcher is. Only he's just a little smaller than Kratos. Dude, the the scene the scene where uh, in the trailer that we got uh, of what when what, Thor what? when Thor ha- takes Zeus has like Thor shackled by like thunder or whatever, yeah. light, like lightning or whatever. Yeah, and uh, Thor like breaks free from the shackles because he's a god of thunder. Yeah, you know what I mean. And he's like beating the shit out of all the guards or whatever. <laughs> and that reminded me of Kratos because he was like swinging the chains. Yeah, you know what I mean. No, yeah, I uh, I played the, a bit of the God of War video games when I was growing up. Not too many, but uh, actually, I bought the PS4 one years ago and I never finished it. Like, oh, just dude, I and I loved it. Don't get me wrong. Actually, you know what? I'm gonna start playing that game again. I've been. Tr- I don't even have. I don't even have like a PlayStation, and I've played it. Oh really? Hell yeah. They're PlayStation exclusive games, right? Fuck yeah. Oh yeah. I have like the remastered version of God of War three. And the God of War with his son, like I have mm, those yeah. games, like. But um, yeah. I, anyway, God of War. We'll we'll get more when I play the game more. I guess. The game's fucking awesome. Yeah, but anyway, um, yeah. The the trailer looks great. Um, we see, you know, we get a good look at Gore the God Butcher, and uh, one thing to note is that um, it's all right there. You can put your beard down. You're good. 
You're good. Yeah. So I was saying to Vinny before. Not even a mouse. Could <laughs> I was saying to Vinny before that he just needs to be because we we like to for those of you who are newer newer listeners we like to have a beer once in a while when we have this podcast. Hence Hell why yeah. I burped in your fucking ears a minute ago. Hell yeah. Um, it's just when we sit at my desk in my room. Uh, he, sometimes he may put something on the desk a little too loud, and the stands the microphone will hear it and it'll pick up. So he was being extra extra careful. So you're learning there, pal. <laughs> anyway, I also noticed you're wearing a Lake George shirt. That's nice. Hell yeah, dude. I haven't Lake George That's in years. I'm a real motherfucker. I haven't been there. In I'm the real in McCoy. Years. Call me fucking Jeremiah Johnson. <laughs> well, one of these days, let's plan a trip to Lake George. Dude, be fucking killer. But I, I do it, dude. I'm gonna. I'm actually going to Lake George, probably in early June. Oh, okay. Probably right. the weekend after we go down the shore because. Oh, okay. Um, my buddy like rents out a like a little camping plot on one of the islands in the middle of Lake George. It's oh, like a fucking okay. like really tiny island. Oh, you take a boat out there and you just chill. Oh, that's oh, we that's load up, dope. We load up the boat with all the camping stuff and we stay on the island. That is awesome. That's yeah. actually really and cool. We like fish the whole weekend with the boat and shit. All right, one yeah. of these days. One yeah. of these days. Anyway, so back to Thor: Love and Thunder. Um, we got a better look at Jane Foster, Mighty Thor. Uh, the trailer starts out with Korg telling the people oh, she's those, fucking hot. <laughs> there she is. Those uh, those blue alien creatures that it appeared that Thor and the Guardians were protecting. Um, he's telling the story, and you know, and, and what gained his right back, and is the one and only Thor. Oh, spoke too soon. And then you see, you see Jane, but we also mm-hmm. see a clip of where Thor's like Mjolnir, and he gets excited because Mjolnir's back. But it doesn't go to him; it goes to Jane Foster. So we have we've been known for a while that Jane Foster is going to be Mighty Thor in this movie. Uh, for quite some time now, mm-hmm. and we'll we'll reiterate some of the stuff as to why she is Thor. With with some of you, maybe like people like, oh, Marvel's got nothing going on. They're just bringing out female superheroes, female superhero. Well, you know what? A lot of these female superheroes are are in the comics. You know, yeah. Kate Bishop, Hawkeye, uh, what should we call it? Tiana Paris, who plays yeah. um, who plays Monica Rambeau, <laughs> aka Captain Marvel, aka Photon in the comics. And same thing for Jane Foster, Mighty Thor. You know, she gets she gains the powers of Thor. Uh, she uh, has cancer in the comics, and she's deemed worthy to lift Mjolnir, and her cancer appears to be going away. But one thing in the comics that it does, though, is that it actually reverts her chemotherapy. So any like progression she has, and when she's fighting as Mighty Thor, female Thor, uh, it it sets it sets her backwards. So mm-hmm. it's interesting to see how if if they are going to do go that storyline in the movie. The tra- I don't think she's that. I don't think she's the same Jane. The trailer uh, doesn't allude to that. And what do you mean she's the same Jane? What do you mean? I don't think she's the same Jane Foster. You, you think they're going to do the whole multiverse thing in this movie? Listen, I know the multiverse. She says three to four years, and then he's like, "It's been nine years, fucking down to the second. You like, uh, you know, like there's there's a five year eight like year gap between what she suggested and what he suggested. I mean, that is a pretty that's a pretty good thing. I actually didn't pick up on that. I mean, I know the multiverse is going to be a concept that they're going to be doing for the next decade because Kevin Feige said they have the next decade yeah. set of plans for the MCU. I don't um, I don't like I mean, I the, don't know. With all the multi all the all the multiverse stuff that happened uh like in No Way Home and mm-hmm. Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. Right, like there's all these multi multiverse things going on. There's no way that in Thor: Love and Thunder, there's not going to be a little I, bit of it. I feel like maybe a little bit of it, but I don't think we'll necessarily see too much. My reasoning that I think this is still our same Jane Foster from the MCU is that Mjolnir is, you know, it's cracked, and at one point we see her use the shattered pieces and fighting people around it because Hela destroyed Mjolnir. Now we don't know. Um, at this moment, how Jane Foster has gotten her powers, I guess that's something that they're going to explain in the movie, which is good. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm just I'm excited for it. I one some eagle-eyed people on Twitter and Instagram are pointing mm-hmm. out that when Thor gets the his cape flicked off by uh, by Zeus, damn it, you flicked too hard. Some people notice that he has tattoos on his back, yeah, yeah, and yeah. one of them is a tattoo of Loki's helmet. It says "Rest in peace, Loki." That's a very, very nice touch. And yeah. I, you know, it's a really, really, uh, it just shows the, the relationship of Thor and Loki yeah. of how they finally became brothers when, you know, Loki's time was up. I think Jane Foster comes from a universe where Thor died fighting hell and Odin was still alive for the fight and Odin bestowed the powers of Thor in Jane. And I, he can't bestow, I mean, he can. He's fucking Odin. Well, I mean, I don't know. I mean,. The legend is like you know they they who are deemed worthy will gain the powers of Thor. I mean, obviously Jane Foster has been deemed worthy, but 
I don't think too much of the multiverse is going to be playing into a factor in this movie. I don't think that it's not like we're going to have this riding on home forever. Because look at because look at it this way. Not every single movie in the Infinity Saga set up an Infinity Stone. All right. Mm-hmm. Now there are quite a few that did. All right. You know we had we had uh, Thor the first Thor movie and the Avengers movie setting up the the Tesseract, the Space Stone, and you know and then the Power Stone, Thor Dark World. Uh, the power, uh, sorry, the reality stone in Thor: The Dark World, the power stone in the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, the mind stone, Age of Ultron. Yes, stone. The Infinity Stones were set up in different movies. However, you had a shit ton of other movies that didn't even have anything to do with the Infinity Stones. The Captain America movies, yeah, the, the Spider-Man movies, um, you know, the Iron Man movies, and and Ant-Man, and so many others. Like, not everything has to rest on the Hulk because the last, the last three phases were the Infinity Saga. This is definitely the multiverse saga, but that doesn't mean the whole grand scheme of the plan they're trying to do is going to rest on that particular thing. You needed some movies in between to kind of be like, all right, we're sprinkling in the Infinity Stones here, you know, but we have other things we have going on. Like, that's what I think is going on. Like, Thor Love and Thunder is definitely a movie where we're going to, like, sprinkle... It's something in between of another story of this other char- of these characters that are what's going on here, and then we'll eventually get to more of the multiverse stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean... If it does ha- indeed happen, I'll, I'll, uh, you know, I tip my hat to you. You know, it's not a bad theory to have, but um, we see other things like you know, we see, we, we finally see Russell Crowe as Zeus. Mm-hmm. And one thing you notice when he flicked the cape off of him and Thor's naked, not only did the women fall, but the men fall too. And you had a very good point about that. What'd you say? You know how the Greeks are? Yeah, you know how the Greeks are. <laughs> so um, it's, I think we just. May, there's and this trailer truly showed that the Guardians aren't going to be around for much in this movie because you don't see them a whole lot. You see them for like a quick glimpse. I mean, hell, there's one shot of of Nebula and Drax like firing guns in one point in the movie, mm-hmm. but I think they'll probably be during the first part of the movie. I don't think we'll see the Guardians interact with Jane Foster at all. Like we'll see her after the Guardians have already left. I mean, we also saw Thor's more of his workout montage where we saw him like like. <laughs> pulling the Milano while it's f- trying to fly and oh, take yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. I love that really, really much. Uh, a lot, rather. I um, can't fucking speak right now. Um, <laughs> I would have to say, uh, going back to Gore for real quickly. Let's let's give a bit of a brief description. Now you said he's got uh, Excalibur. What'd you say? Oh, no, like, sorry. No, you said uh, a claymore. Yeah, like a claymore, the, sword, so. the sword from uh, the sword from Braveheart. Yeah. So you, here's a fun fact about that sword. So the sword, and I've mentioned on the podcast before, but I'll say it again. The f- sword is called the Necro Sword. That sword belongs to Null, the leader, the king of the symbiotes. No way. Yes, it is. Now, we don't know if Null's ever going to show up in the MCU at some point. We're not sure. He could. He might not. Who the hell knows? But the apparent thing was is that Gore took the sword. I can't remember the entire story, but... He had Gore's backstory is that he he had a family and they died and he prayed for the gods to to save his family and they never did. And then he stumbles upon a planet where a god is in trouble and they're fighting I believe a symbiote or something and he's, uh, he's they're fighting a creature and a god are asking and the god is asking for Noel's help and he's like at first he thought, you know, gods weren't real because his family died. Oh, they are real and they didn't listen to me. So now he wants revenge. So he ends up killing both of the, both the god and I believe that symbiote as well. I think sometime breaks into Noel's Noel's palace or something and takes the sword for himself. But for some reason, Noel is so impressed by it that he doesn't even like try and go after Gore. Hmm. It's strange to see, but yeah, the Necro Sword. That I, again, I don't. Marvel does kind of retcon a few things. Like they kind of retconned Wanda Maximoff being. Um, in the comics, being Magneto's daughter, and also in the MCU as well, so they might call it something else in- entirely. I mean, hell, the Infinity Stones were called Infinity Gems in the comics, so they oh. they kind of they kind of go with liberties of what they do. But we'll have to wait and see. Um, my favorite, my some of my favorite scenes in this trailer, like like I said, the Jane Foster like using these shattered pieces of Mjolnir to just attack those uh, attack whatever those creatures were. Yeah, and I, th- I think they looked like. Uh... They probably look like Olympian guards. Yeah, probably. Yeah. And what was very interesting is you see this one, the one scene, which probably be toward the climax of the movie, where we see Jane Foster, Thor, and Valkyrie all fighting Null in what looks like a black and white ish planet. I, mm. I don't know where it is, and I don't know what the whole vibe is behind that. 
But wherever he's hiding out, we see a lot of black and gray and white. Whereas you see it where we see a scene where it looks like he's on Olympus saying to Thor, all gods must die or whatever, whatever yeah. the case may be. So overall, <laughs> I'm very excited for the movie. However, I was texting with uh, with James, a buddy of mine, now a buddy of yours, yeah. uh, that I'm actually not as excited as I was for No Way Home or Multiverse for this movie. So I don't, I don't mind going to see this on a Friday or a Saturday. I, yeah, just, I, don't have to, I don't have to see it opening night. I just have to... Well, I want to see it opening weekend. I just don't want to yeah. see it on a Thursday like yeah. we do with the other movies. Um, I, and James said he'd probably be down to go and come with us. Hell e- yeah. Even though he was saying, like, oh, I don't know how I feel about it. I'm like, dude, shut the fuck up. You want that to movie's going to be killer. It's going to be great. Uh, anyway, final thoughts on the trailer, Vin, before we move on? Uh, it was fucking killer. It's going to be like an 80s movie with today's filming techniques. Uh, Jane Foster's hot as fuck. I would totally bang Natalie Portman. Um, <laughs> okay, that's good. Yeah, you bang Natalie Portman. Let's yeah. end it on there. Yeah. Anyway, I don't w- discriminate. I'd fuck the Valkyrie bitch too. <laughs> Tessa Thompson. Hell yeah. Okay, sure. Moving we'll on. Throw Tatiana and Tiana in there too. All right, you you go do what you gotta do and get home, and we'll we'll talk. I can't believe there's two now. Tiana and Tatiana. It's like it's like evolution. Who's, who's Tatiana? Tatiana is uh, is the girl from um, that's Who? Photon. Photon's Tatiana. No, Photon is Tiana. Oh, then who's Tatiana? Oh, Tatiana is the isn't that isn't she the She Hulk? Yes, Tatiana She Hulk. <sighs> okay, there you go. Let's move on. Moving on. Talk about one superhero lawyer to another. Seg- oh. Segway. Yeah, for real, for real. So we got we got confirmed that Daredevil is coming to Disney Plus, not just the Netflix version, which is already there, but a new Daredevil series. Now it's confirmed that Daredevil is going to be coming a new series, whether it be a continuation from Netflix or a a brand new thing of of Daredevil. We don't know yet, but uh, let's talk about this for a few minutes. Now, now I know if any of you have not seen the Daredevil Netflix series and whatever you're doing. Find the time and watch it. So, for those for those of you who have listened and or who have watched the Daredevil series, you know how gruesome and violent and bloody it is. That you're just like Marvel allowed this, and they work with Netflix. That's insane. Just there's one particular scene where Punisher goes to see Kingpin, and Punisher has to kill all of these inmates who are working for the quote unquote Kingpin of the prison. Before Wilson Fisk took over the prison, uh, he's wearing a white jumpsuit, and everybody else is, and he just kills all of them. It's just like big, fucking, massive hallway scene. He's bloody and everything. So we already know that Matt Murdock is in the MCU. He was in Spider Man No Way Home. Mm-hmm, we know mm-hmm. that Vincent D'Onofrio's Kingpin is in the MCU. He showed up in Hawkeye. You know what that means. What does that mean? It means that we're gonna have uh, John Bernthal as Punisher. I would li- fingers crossed. I hope John Bernthal comes back as Punisher in the in some capacity in the MCU. Let's just let's hope. Um, but herein lies one. It's a great thing because I think for fans of that show like myself, we're very much excited. We've always wanted Daredevil to be a part of the MCU, even though for some reason Kevin Feige always said, "Oh, it's not canon." But they, I. I binged the whole show before it got on Disney Plus, and they referenced the MCU all the time, or at least a good amount. Like, there's a fuck. I said it. I say it all the time. But there's a scene where Ben Urich, the reporter who they're trying to get to take down Wilson Fisk, he has a fucking framed newspaper for the newspaper he works for with the fucking Tachari giant flying alien things on the fucking New York City buildings. Bug. It doesn't make any sense <clears throat> why they just. I don't know. Maybe because it's too much. Who, who the fuck knows? Now, could it be a continuation? I mean, I hope so because I hope we get a lot of the same actors I hope, and the characters. I hope we get Karen Page, Foggy Nelson, and so many other characters we saw on this show and associated with it like Punisher and Jessica Jones and Luke Cage and Iron Fist and etc. But I don't think we should go in expecting that this is going to be anything like the Netflix series. And I was watching. Oh, yeah, you can't. You can't I, expect that at all. It's a whole different company. Yeah, because I'll give this example. I was watching the Real Rejects on YouTube, and they were giving a thing of like, compare the final fight between Daredevil and Kingpin, of how Daredevil compete, defeated Kingpin in the last episode of Daredevil on Netflix, and then compare how Kingpin got defeated in Hawkeye. Now, I will say it for you, Vinny, because I know you haven't seen the show. Uh, Daredevil 
brutalizes and beats the living shit out of Kingpin. He's got rope wrapped around his fist. Thick rope wrapped around his fist. And he's just beating the fuck out of King out of Kingpin. And he would have killed him if Kingpin's wife, Vanessa, wasn't in the same room. Wow. And he just and as his bloody fucking brutalized mess of Kingpin's face, you just see Daredevil in Kingpin's face and just scream, I beat you and just it's so intense and it's so good and you need to fucking watch this show. What are you doing? I don't know, dude. And, but then compare it to how Kingpin got beat in, mm-hmm. in Hawkeye, okay? So uh, Kate Bishop used like one of the arrows to like, kind of explode uh, Kingpin in the shop that's near 34th Street in uh, Rockefeller Center around the Christmas time. And then we see Maya, who later becomes Echo in the, Disney, in the, in the comics and will get her own series in a couple of years, I believe. Uh, we see her shoot at Kingpin, but we don't see his body. Mm. Now, that is the thing in the comics where Maya uh, Echo does shoot Kingpin, but she blinds him and doesn't kill him. Mm. So that is something we can see. Um, Wait, so right? if if uh, that girl's name is Echo. Echo, yeah. <clears throat> Who is that girl? She's, that a, could lo- phase... she's a love interest of uh, Daredevil. No, 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 no. I'm talking about an Ant-Man. Who is that girl that could phase? That's through... Ghost. Okay, Echo and Ghost, two different people. Yes, two two entirely different people. I thought, for some reason, I thought the girl that could phase, I thought she was, her name was Echo, too, and I was like... No, no, no. Marvel! But (laughs) I'll try to get this with you, because I know I'm explaining a lot, and you can't really add too much because you haven't seen the show, but I will ask you this. We have seen Disney kind of go into some more, you know, darker tones with Marvel, hence... fuck yeah. Hence multi... Hunts, Huntsman. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, hence, Multiverse of Madness uh, and Moon Knight. Now, it's not as nearly as violent as Bruda, something like oh, Daredevil sure. or even Punisher. You have seen Punisher, right? Of course. Okay, Okay. so then, yeah. So you get my overall tone. I understand like, where like we're coming the, from. The tones of like Multiverse and Moon Knight are similar, but they're still yeah. completely different from a Daredevil or a Punisher on mm-hmm. Netflix. Dude, what I like, I feel like, I feel like I know Daredevil and Punisher are their own heroes, right? But they have appeared so much in Spider-Man shit in in Spider-Man comics. Yeah, that they're almost subheroes to Spider-Man. Especially because especially Daredevil. When you when you look at especially Daredevil. When you look at Spider-Man's like biggest like co-op guys, he co-op. It's Daredevil. Daredevil is up there. Then you see Deadpool, D- Deadpool Wolverine, the Human Torch. Spider-Man's worked with everybody, but when you think of the people he's worked with the most, it's Daredevil. Daredevil and probably Deadpool. Probably Deadpool, and then probably Wolverine right after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, it's. It's so much, and that's why you know we got that connection with Matt Murdock and Peter Parker. I no think, way home. I think the Tom Holland, the next Tom Holland movie that we're gonna get because Matt Murdock was in, in uh, No Way Home. I think we're gonna start to get a fucking dark Spider-Man series. I think we could, and that's another thing we can talk about real quickly. And I forgot to mention this, but apparently, two different Spider-Man four movies. Well, one is in currently production; the other could possibly be in production. Um. Sam Raimi, director of the Multiverse of Madness, said that he would be very much open to do... He said that he wouldn't do Tom Holland's Spider-Man 4 because he has too much respect for Tobey Maguire. What if they give Sam Raimi fucking Tom Hardy and and uh, Andrew Garfield? They For the Sony movies? Yeah, they'd be fucking dark as hell. Sam Raimi. I mean, sure, but I don't know if they would do that particularly. Dude, what if we see but Venom he, fucking take somebody but, but and just on, rip but, them in half and then like fucking just but like shake the organs into his mouth like it a would, fucking human cocktail? It would be nice. Don't get me wrong. But um, if he said he's not going to do <clears> Tom <throat> Holland's fourth Spider-Man movie, what makes you think he's going to do Andrew's Spider-Man movie? Maybe he just doesn't like Tom Holland. Uh, no, he's just he said he, he loves and adores Tom Holland's movies. Like, he he absolutely loves the Spider-Man movies. It's just, he says, out of respect for Toby, he wouldn't want to do Tom Holland's movies because he loves and respects Toby too much. And they are real-life friends. Um, you know, it, it just leads to speculation that Sam Raimi could be doing a potential Spider-Man 4. Spider-Man 4 is currently in production, and um, they, uh, I think the, the production, whoever said, and they want, and they ideally wanted to be Tom Holland and Jacob Avalon and Zendaya mm-hmm. to all return. Uh, we all knew Tom Holland would. But getting back to the whole Daredevil thing real quickly. So I am under the idea, impression and the idea that I think we'll still get a dark tone, but a dark tone in which Marvel has put with Moon Knight and with Multiverse of Madness, 
I don't think we should be expecting anything like as brutal as we got in Netflix. Wouldn't you agree? Mm, yeah, absolutely. It's a Disney Plus show. I mean, we, we have had some Disney Plus shows that, like you said, you know, it, it, as of recently, they've been getting a little dark, a little more bloody. You know, Moon Knight for sure was a little more blo- bloody. Like the guy actually got shot and then died and then came back. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, we're getting stuff like that. But would I like to see a little more dark stuff? Absolutely. Do I hope that, that the new Daredevil season that's on Disney Plus is going to be dark? Hell yeah. I think, I hope Punisher is next. You know I know so mean? too. I heard, uh, I heard something about the Spider-Man 4 movie. The title is going to be called A New Home. I don't know about that. I think we no. kind of. I, I I haven't heard anything about it personally, but I would move away from the whole home thing of Spider-Man movies. You know, just me personally, I think we've kind of laid our bed with that with the home movies. I think No Way Home is a pretty good is <laughs> a pretty good title yeah, to yeah, end yeah. on it. You know, um, so let's just move on to the next topic. Sure. The next topic is real quickly is that apparently Stanley cameos are returning to the MCU. Hell yeah, they're giving him a nine-inch cock. <laughs> Christ. Uh, no, they're not doing that. <laughs> Swinging around. He already had. He already had one to begin with. That's right. Anyway, dude, so. we, we were kidding. We were trying to I, make him more humble. He had a twelve-inch car. <laughs> anyway, um, so as probably all of you know, Stanley died quite some time ago, and his last official cameo in the MCU was him in Avengers Endgame where they shows the younger Stanley goes, hey man, make love, not war, when he yeah, drives yeah. past the uh, the army, the shield compound uh, in the time travel section and the time heist of Avengers Endgame. Um, Marvel at some point said prior to this, because uh, then he had a cameo in uh, Captain Marvel where he just smiles and I remember the intro to that movie was all Stan Lee stuff. Mm-hmm. And that was a really beautiful thing. That's honestly the only good part about the movie. Uh <laughs> Uh, anyway. Agreed. Moving on, moving on. Um, so anyway, they said that they had cameos. Before Stan died, they said they had cameos to last for years and years, even after after Stan Lee passed away. Uh, but when Stan died, the Marvel announced, you know, initially they're going to, you know, they're going to step back uh, and just let it be and let Stan's le- legacy rest. Well... They pull in Mr. Krabs and just go, am I really going to defile this grave for money? <laughs> of course I am! And just and so now they're going to be bringing Stanley cameos back. Um, I mean, you propo- propose the theory of a Star-Lord T'Challa in Multiverse of Madness. It's true. Uh, months ago in our Multiverse of Madness trailer breakdown episode. Did we not uh, get two Multiverse ca- two uh, what-if characters? We got one what if character. Oh, that's right. We one, got Cap- Captain Peggy Carter. I don't know why I thought I... Um, Who was the other one you thought we got? Um, I mean, because I don't remember. Because I'm pretty sure we only got one. It was Captain Peggy. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Anyway. So moving on. Um, Now, with the advancement of CGI and technology, we've seen it all before with, you know, uh, with Princess Leia in uh in Rogue One and Leia and Luke young Leia and Luke and Rise of Skywalker and uh all that stuff there. CGI has really, really improved over the years and we can really see like they can make it feel like somebody's actually there. Yeah. Um me personally though, I don't need it. Yeah. It, it's we, not necessary. It's not necessary. I understand wanting Put to, Deadpool in there. I know. Honestly, Deadpool as the cameo He's supposed guy, to be. He, as the cameo guy in the movies would make more sense than Stan Lee because mm-hmm. Deadpool just breaks the fourth wall. Here's a fun uh, fun fact for you. I want to see if you can guess this. Do you know what Stan Lee's first official Marvel cameo was? Ooh. Think about the movies that came out and when we were kids, the superhero movies that came out. I know this answer, and I want to see if you know. Hmm. I don't think you know it. I don't think you know hmm. it. Do you want me to just tell you? It's going to be an off-brand one. Um, it's the first X-Men movie. Oh, really? So what it is is that he's standing out in the beach, like when Senator Kelly comes back and he's been mutated, and his, or, and his fucking body's been fucked up by Magneto's machine. He's standing in the background, like near that hot dog stand or whatever, whatever the fuck, just shocked by all those people. They're like, oh my god, this fucking fucking weird ass jellyfish and jellyfish man oh he's he's naked he's a human oh god so he's just shocked like everybody else and then i think his <coughs> second one was in spider-man one toby's first movie mm. when he saved those kids from the debris falling down so but they eventually you know they eventually grew into these fun bits and cameos like you know one of my favorite ones is in the first tom holland spider-man movie it was like don't make me come down there you 
punk. Yeah. Like you see that in memes all the time. Yeah. Like <laughs> Stanley looking at people like, "Don't make make me come down, you punk!" And then you know, um, but my. All-time favorite Stanley cameo is when he's the MC at the strip club at Deadpool. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Give it up for charity or chastity, whatever the fuck he says. Do you have a favorite Stanley cameo? Hmm. There's a what? What? I don't know which movie it is, but he's like he's like humming through a library and he has headphones. Oh, that's on. that's the first Andrew movie. Yeah, first yeah, yeah. Andrew Spider-Man that's movie. That's right. That's right. That. I love that one where he's like, Ooh. he's completely he's oblivious. Like, yeah, yeah, he's what's like, going Ooh. on? And, and fucking Andrew's getting smashed by the giant lizard. And then like, so, like something almost hits Stanley, and Spider Man saves him yeah, 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 from yeah, the yeah. fucking thing. That's a good one too. And then uh, I think maybe the best MCU one, in my personal opinion, is uh, the end of Civil War. Is like, I remember watching that entire movie. I'm like, man, this movie was so great. But where's the Stanley cameo? Oh yeah, and then it's and then the- there it is. He's like, "Are you to- Excuse me, are you Tony Stank?" <laughs> that's, a, that's a really good one, Tony Stank. Um, Which one is that? Where he's talking to the the? Um, they're not the Watchers, are they? they? Those are Watchers. Those are the Watchers. That's uh, Guardians too. Yeah. And what's funny is he's kind of talking about things he's done. He's like, "Oh, and before I was a Federal Express postman." Like yeah. he's actually saying things he's done as cameos, which is pretty funny. Um, I'm just uh, I, again. I trust Marvel for the most part, and I feel like they'll do it in a way that'll still honor Stanley. Personally, I just don't think we need it. I think we should let the man's legacy rest, and you know we can honor his legacy. But but just doing these movies, yeah, like, just keep it because, keep it alive. Because we would not have this this whole Marvel Cinematic Universe these movies the, the, not for him. And, the and true and honor Steve is keeping Dicko. the Spider Man Spider Man is keeping like that its own thing. I mean, yeah, and Stanley is a big if Spider Man is what made him. You know, that made was him his, his money. first hero. I mean, that was his first big break. You know, yeah. like it's there's a funny story he talks about. There's a story about how he uh, he pitches Spider Man, and before Marvel Comics was a thing, Spider Man was in a comic called Amazing Fantasy, and you know he pitches it to his boss, and he's like, you know, he says like, you want to make a superhero from a spider, yeah, and you want him to be a teenager and for teenager and for him to have real life problems superheroes don't have real life problems so he pitches it and i can't remember the rest of how he gets it onto amazing amazing fantasy but he gets it there his boss turns it down but then he but then he it, it blows up and then his boss calls him and said hey stan stan remember that amazing spider-man idea we talked about yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so he's like and his whole thing was like he was talking about like a some kind of um it was some event and he said like my point is don't let some idiot tell you that your idea is not good enough. Be a, be a motivational speaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I think I remember this video now. So I think overall Marvel will do a good job to honor Stanley. Uh, I just don't want it to be a point where it's kind of overdone. Uh, but we'll, we'll wait and see. We'll, we'll wait and see. We don't know when exactly the next Stanley cameo is going to be coming. But uh, we'll wait and see. Anyway, let's talk about a few other things before we wrap things up here. Um, let's talk about this little theory that you and I watched. On YouTube from from New Rock Stars. Bugalug. So I can't take credit for this theory at all. I wish I did. I really wish I did. Yeah, because it was a good one. It's a really really good it's one. Good so one. New Rock Stars, uh, the main guy on the channel named Eric Voss, he pitches the theory that what if Earth eight one three of the multiverse where America Chavez, Doctor Strange go to in Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. Spoiler warning for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness if you have not seen it yet, and spoilers for. X-Men movies coming up. If you and, and, and just to clarify, the universe 813, that is the universe that has the Illuminati Council. Yes. Just so that everybody knows, because not everybody might remember the 813 thing. Very, very true. Very true. That is where the Illuminati was. That is where... And here we go into the spoiler, spoilers for Multiverse Madness. Yo, we're, fuck you if you ain't seen fucking Multiverse. Listen to this shit. Shut the fuck up and listen. Fred, <laughs> Fred hasn't seen it yet. Well, fuck you. <laughs> Don't tell Fred fuck no, you. No, I love you, Fred. I'm he sorry. He filled in for you. Yes, I'm sorry, Fred. It's Keep filling right. in for me when I need you. Me, me, and, <laughs> me and him were trying to see it this week, but he's in Baltimore. Well, fuck Baltimore. <laughs> he's doing it for his job. Well, fuck your job. <laughs> yeah. Fuck your job. <laughs> anyway, so... Um, yeah, so Multiverse of Madness, the eight one three universe, that is where the Illuminati was. Yes, correct. We saw Black Bolt and you know Maria, Maria Rambo, Captain Marvel, Reed Richards, Fantastic, and etc. Captain Peggy, Peggy Carter. Uh, we see Professor Charles Xavier uh, in the yellow hover chair and the green suit, very much reminiscent of the of the uh, animated series X Men. So one thing that Eric Voss from New Rockstars was proposing that, you know, the happy ending of the Days of Future Past movie, 
very much sort of a lot of futuristic stuff and very progressive in technology in that sense. Whereas in the multiverse, the universe of 813, where America Chavez and Doctor Strange go, it seems very reminiscent of that as well, where they have advanced technology. There's also like this hue over everything. You know how at the end of that, at the end of that movie, uh, Days of Future Past, how yeah. there was like this amber tint. Yeah, everything because it was like everything was at peace. Yeah, and that's kind of what this one three was this, like. Yeah, and exactly the, the the tones are similar. And he also says the line of just because someone loses their way doesn't mean they're lost or oh they're gone forever. Just because somebody's a silly motherfucker doesn't mean that they're a silly motherfucker. <laughs> they act like <laughs> you said they act like a silly motherfucker. <laughs> oh yeah. If they are a silly motherfucker, then they ain't a silly motherfucker. No, sometimes it is. And, right. anyway, <laughs> anyway, it is what it is. It is what it is. Anyway, um, so that is a very specific line, you know. It's and Eric Foss also mentioned that that line of Charles Xavier is not necessarily like one of like, oh, it's like a Peter Parker with great power comes great responsibility. Um, he said like Patrick Stewart, Charles Xavier said this to his younger self, played by James McAvoy. Through uh, the time travel, oh it's just made James McAvoy canon and made all of that canon. If that's true, I mean, because here's the thing, though. You think about this. You have that. If that is the case, because there is wow. a there it just is made a, like a large portion because of there, X-Men because there canon. because there is a it, it, it there is a hover, you know the technology is very advanced in the ending of Days of Future Past in 2023. Mm. Uh, I'm not exactly sure exactly sure what year that is because I'm pretty sure. Okay, so in Endgame, uh, the events of Endgame, you know, it says five years later. So that's when they find Thanos and they kill Thanos. Well, Thor kills Thanos. Yeah. Uh, after they've lost, uh, you know, and they're like, fuck, we're, we're fucked. We're not seeing our friends again. Uh, it's five years later. So 19, 20, 21, 22, 23. So it appears to be that 2023 is still the current timeline that we're on. And we're just going to another universe, which if that is the case... Maybe things have really progressed over time. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Um, I'd have to say, because it does lead to the theory that, you know, the characters of those X-Men, of Ian McKellen, who plays Magneto, or even Michael Fassbender. All uh, of them become canon, uh, if that's the case. Uh, Halle Berry Storm, Hugh Jackman Everyone. Wolverine. Uh, the only know, thing that's not canon is going to be certain movies like Logan. Well, yeah, and even they, saw, even the director of Logan, which which Eric Voss mentioned in the, mo- in the in the video, was that you know he wouldn't reference if that is connected to the whole X Men universe. Well, here's the which thing. really doesn't yeah. it, ne- it doesn't it, it never doesn't make felt sense. Like, it doesn't it never felt like it was a part of that X Men canon, and you know, yeah. and when the fr- the sooner you accept that, the sooner you can appreciate that movie more. Because yeah. I kind of had to appreciate that movie because I was a little confused myself. I'm just like. I think this is its own separate thing, yeah. and it's okay Definitely, if it but is. The year gap isn't large enough for Logan to look like how he does in Days of Future Past versus how he does in Logan. It's only like it's only like six years apart. Well, to be fair, Logan is over. Every 100. time I take a shit, it's fucking six years. Well, think geez, you need to see your doctor, <laughs> or just stop eating so much cheese. I don't know. I love cheese. Anyway, so but think about this. You know, Logan is you know he's over a hundred years old plus. So. If time is starting to catch up with him, who the fuck knows how long is to say is too long or too short of a time period? Logan could start looking like that. Who the fuck knows? But I think that it's very possible that, you know, because the whole premise of this is that those characters played by these actors are maybe not necessarily Marvel canon, but is a whole grander scale of a multiverse to at least connect to uh, the MCU, which it leads to with Spider-Man No Way Home in the sense that Andrew Garfield Spider-Man and Tobey Maguire Spider-Man and Alfred Molina's Doc Ock and Will Defoe's Green Goblin and Jamie Fox Electro, etc., etc., um, are technically MCU canon, those movies are, because they're part of a larger scale universe, multiverse, which is, I think, that's the overall plan of what Marvel's doing. We said, like, this is the multiverse phase. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I think, you know, we still have the thing of, like, those X-Men could try and avenge that Charles Xavier's death. Um, we don't know. But I think it if it is true, fucking hell, that's one hell of a theory that they have on Bug. their hands. Uh, personally, I hope it is true because I really would love to see the at least a chance for Hugh Jackman Wolverine to come back and all these other characters. Oh, yeah. Just give me the fucking opportunity. Because I think like Avengers Secret Wars is definitely a thing where like you can have all these crazy cameos and have it be just one thing and then never do it again because it will 
a one-off situation of some of these characters makes sense rather than come, coming back and playing the character full-time, diluting the the overall work that they did, wouldn't yeah. you say? I, th- I would like to see... You know who I'd like to see come back as Wolverine? Uh, well, not I'm sorry, not come back as Wolverine, but, but be, the, be the new Wolverine. For the MCU? Yeah. Clint Eastwood's son. Oh. Oh, he'd be good. Right? Yeah, I think he'd be good. But how tall is he, though? He's a tall dude. Clint Eastwood's like 6'2". Six, six uh, no, you can't have him too tall. Well, dude, it's the movies, man. Well, how, well, hang on. how tall is Hugh Jackman? Uh, probably short as fuck. <laughs> I, I don't think he's short as fuck. I'm just going to look it up real quick. Because remember, Wolverine's not that tall. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Uh, let's see. Hugh Jackman. Not High Jackman. Okay, High Jackman. Whatever. That's <laughs> my fucking... High Jackman. Hi, Jackman. Hi, Kevin. Uh, how tall is Hugh Jackman? Hugh Jackman is not showing me his height. Come on, God damn it! Show me his fucking height. Where's his fucking height? Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman. Huge Jackman. Huge jackass. Huge jackass. All right, I promise I will stop saying huge jackass real quickly. As soon as I can get his fucking height. God damn it. You know what? This shit... Work, god damn it. 6'3". You know what? Fuck it. If, if he can be fucking Wolverine, then this guy can be Wolverine too. Fuck yeah, Clint, Clint Eastwood's son. Yeah, man. All right, fuck it. It'd be, it'd be, he'd what's be his do a killer job. What's his name again? Is it? Is I don't it, know. It's probably something like America because it's Clint Eastwood's son. Is it Robert? Is his name Robert? I don't know, but it's definitely a strong name like fucking My, Ernest Hemingway. Ash, Ashley's a big fan of his because he's so cute. Anyway. Um, Ernest Hemingway? No. <laughs> Clint Eastwood's son. <laughs> Ernest Hemingway. <laughs> I was going to say that guy's fucking dead. <laughs> Yeah, dead, acute dead body. Anyway, um, I think that theory could be could. I I hope it it comes to fruition because it would be really nice to see these characters come back. And uh, Andreas seriously thought that I meant Howard the Duck, Scott Eastwood, a, Scott Eastwood. Okay. Anyway, sorry, and that's a little inside joke for all of our our, fr- our friends <laughs> for Andreas. Okay, so let's let's move on because we need to wrap things up in a few. Well, in about twenty minutes or so, let's talk about this here. Okay, so let's talk about Stranger Things. Yes. Okay, so trailer looks really pretty cool. Would you say? Hell yeah! They're gonna be breaking up the, the final season into full into two parts. Volume 1, which will be released this Friday, along with Obi-Wan Kenobi. And then Volume 2, which will be released uh, sometime in July, I believe. One right? of the biggest questions that's going to get answered is how how the sheriff escapes from fucking Russia. What's his fucking name again? I can't remember. David Hopper is the a- is the actor. Uh, yeah. Hopper. Oh, yeah. Hopper. Yeah, Hopper. Uh, like, how is Hopper going to get back? Um, I have thoroughly enjoyed Stranger Things for a very long time. I'm a pretty big Stranger Things fan. I mm-hmm. one of my favorite characters in the show end up being Billy, uh, who is um, can't remember the redheaded girl's name character's name, but that's her stepbrother. He becomes oh yeah, he total, drives the Camaro. Yeah, he's he's like a total dick, but then you see him. But the mom's uh, gonna fuck him. Yeah, he's my hero. He, he wants to fight Mike's f- fight fuck Mike's mom. <laughs> we all do anyway. Uh, so he is uh, he ends up becoming possessed by the demon that's attacking the town. Uh, you know, he tragically dies in the end of the, of the third season. Spoilers mm-hmm. for Stranger Things. Uh, but yeah, I that's ended, been out for a long fucking time. But if you haven't seen that up, shit, fuck off. But when you see his backstory, you really end up loving Billy as a character. And mm-hmm. he became one of my favorite characters in the show, mm-hmm. which is why I still say I think he would be a great choice for a human torch in the future. Um, but I think it's safe to say that this is definitely a good time to end it because how many fucking times can you keep doing a thing where the same thing keeps happening, just new ways, you know? Yeah, yeah, for real. Like, I mean, the last one, they they, they added the Russians into the whole thing. I'm like, what yeah. the fuck? R- so really? You're going to add the Russians? So with the... Yeah, exactly. So, But it's the 80s, man. Anyway, uh, I really, really like Stranger Things because they incorporated the Russians into it and everything. Well, yeah, you being a big fan of, of that whole era yeah, of hell history. Yeah. Um, but Stalin, <laughs> <laughs> they they released like the it's called the first eight minutes of season four or whatever, or the first eight minutes of the first the first, first part. episode. Yeah, why did we watch that? I don't know. I I told you about it. We watched the trailer and then you we, told me the trailer. You didn't say there's the first eight listen, minutes. There's, a, there's an eight minute video. Okay, so there's a clip from the show. It's fucking great. It's a teaser. All right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Well, and we watched the final trailer to prep for this. Hell yeah, it was good. It was um, I highly recommend watching it. 
All right, well, we'll watch it after this or whatever. But, but the thing is... Um, Listen, smoke crack on Tuesdays. Why don't we do that fucking too? <laughs> I mean, smoking crack. <laughs> anyway, so... <laughs> I hate smoking crack. Would you say this is a... This is, um, well, I, one, I appreciate they're doing... Uh, they're pulling a Sopranos, breaking the season, the last season of two parts, really milking this fucking thing. Hell yeah. Um, but I think this is a safe way to end the series, you know, because, again, like I said, you can't... How many times can you keep doing the same thing over and over again before it gets repetitive and, oh, people, just, and people just stop doing it, you know? Hell yeah. Like, some people may say that about comic book movies, about Marvel movies. I'm like, well, there's hundreds of stories and there's new stories they can make based off of these characters, whereas, like, Stranger Things is very much based off of one fucking thing and they keep and they can't keep beating it every single time yeah. this has got to be it which leads me to believe that the volume one is going to end on a big cliffhanger oh for fuck which yeah. is going to make us want that second volume of the fourth season hell yeah um favorite stranger things character who, who would you say G- uh, gaiden gaiden yeah which one's gaiden that kid with no teeth that's his oh, first it's, name it's justin yeah justin yeah he was in evil times yeah hell yeah yeah, everyone, when you and I worked there, you know, everyone was meeting him saying he's a good kid, and I wasn't a fan of Stranger Things at the time yet. Now that I didn't, didn't I, I hated it, but I just didn't watch it. Now I wish I met the kid because I heard he's the sweetest. sweetest yeah, he's kid. fucking cool. Uh, what, you met him? No, no, no. But it, I was just saying he's fucking cool. Okay. Uh, I like I like um, I like Lucas, but I also like Steve. Oh yeah. And uh, Billy. Hell yeah, Billy. Uh, those are some of my favorite characters. And Hopper, because he's because he's fucking drinks and smokes cigars. Oh, that's my fucking dude. <laughs> I love David Hopper. Uh, anyway, let's wrap up this podcast with some Star Wars stuff. Oh, I can feel it in my Obi Wan Kenobi's. Kenobi. <laughs> Kenobi is Obi Wan Kenobi is coming out this Friday, Memorial Day weekend. The first two episodes are going to be dropping on Disney Plus. Vin, on a scale of one to ten, how excited are you? Hello there. <laughs> General Kenobi. Uh, I am very much excited for this. Uh, funny thing was, I was watching a little bit of an interview with Hayden Christensen and O.U. McGregor in the prep for this, and uh, the interviewer, the girl, asked, "What's the Star Wars quote you get quoted at a lot?" Um, Hayden Christensen said he gets uh, "May the Force be with you," and Ewan McGregor says he's like, "I mostly get to hello there. That's what I get most of the time <laughs> at high ground for some reason." And, uh, and high ground, he for gets some high ground and hello there. I'm like the two things about Oakland <laughs> the, Kenobi, the memes the most. Yeah. I'm like, yes, I'm glad the internet society <laughs> has won. The internet has won, and I have my faith <laughs> restored in Star Wars society. Anyway, um. I am so excited for this show. Uh, we've talked about it before that this could potentially beat The Mandalorian for its overall streaming hours. Oh, for fucks. Like, yes. I'm going to be watching those episodes twice in that day. Twice. Because I have off on Friday. Four hours. <laughs> I, are they an hour each? Yeah, I hope so. I, I I hope so. They're like May twenty seventh. Prepare for the free Kenobi movie if you have Disney Plus. <laughs> <laughs> um, there is a small clip that was released uh, on Instagram today. Holy fuck, I'm hard. Of well, it's very very brief. It's Owen. Oh, I'm wearing briefs. <laughs> <laughs> it's Owen. It's Owen Lars, Uncle Owen, talking with Obi Wan Kenobi. He refers to him as Ben. Yes. I hope we get that whole thing situated as to why he's called Ben Kenobi. Um, maybe one thing is, is like maybe he, when he first met Owen and Baru, is he called himself Ben. You ever maybe. think about that? Yeah, maybe. Because when Anakin first met uh, Owen and Baru, Obi-Wan wasn't there in Attack of the mm-hmm. Clones. So maybe he he referred to himself as Ben Kenobi. But still, Obi-Wan, you, you could have picked a better, you could have changed your last name. Yeah, right. I don't know. But I hope we get some, uh, you know, concrete evidence to why he did that. So the, if you haven't seen the scene, I'll talk about it real briefly. It's uh, you see uh, Obi-Wan going to o- Uncle Owen and he's like, not now, Ben. Just see, he's like, you know, like, is he OK? Is the boy safe? He's like, he's a lot. He's a, he's safe with me. He's like, I-, I told you, Owen, he's my responsibility. When the time like when the time comes, he must be trained like like you trained his father. And he's and I think Owen says at some point, like you know, um, it's like I'm his uncle. I know what's best for him. I'm his family. So again, just teasing, just dipping the carrot, like the, the fucking what's that commercial? I think it was like I don't know, State Farm or Geico. It's like, oh, you almost had it. You gotta be quicker oh, yeah, than that. Yeah, yeah. Like, they're just dangling this fucking thing, and it makes you want to watch this show so fucking bad, you know. 
I mean, you know, Hayden Christensen is talking about like how cool it is to be back in the suit. Um, just how I know we're gonna at some point see some surprise cameos, but how soon do you think we will see a surprise cameo? Me personally, before you answer, I think we will see it after this weekend because I think releasing the first two episodes is big enough mm. before we get any surprise cameos. What do you think? I think, uh, hmm. Well, who would we have as a cameo? Well, Qui Gon Jinn. Oh, Le- yeah, Liam yeah, Neeson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, you're right. You're right. That's the biggest one and the most speculated that we. Yeah, def- we're definitely not going to get Liam Neeson right away if if he's in there. Which I, he I would, should be. I, I think he should, but I don't think we're going to get him right away. I think like maybe um, like, maybe four. Yoda. I mean, yeah, we could see Yoda at some point. Maybe definitely maybe Yoda. maybe we don't see Yoda, but we hear him communicate with Yoda via the yeah, Force. Yeah. Um, you hmm. know, who else is on Tatooine at this time? I mean, the the Inquisitors are going to be there finding him. Uh, I feel like we could run into Captain... Bo- Bo- Cap- Bo- Boba Fett? Uh, I don't know about Boba Fett, but Captain Rex. I think Captain Rex will run into. Yeah, Rex. I think Rex makes sense. Ahsoka? Uh, I, Ahsoka is possible. I mean, the, the great thing about this is that we can still speculate these cameos as the show progresses, and we'll know <laughs> who's going to stick around and who's not as time goes yeah, on. Yeah. But, um, but I think... If I have to, you know, definitely set in stone my picks for cameos, um, there goes my phone. Uh, definitely Liam Neeson, Qui-Gon Jinn. Mm-hmm. I would say Captain Rex and Ahsoka. Yeah. Uh, I would say Captain Rex because uh, Tamara Morrison is has said himself he's very much open to playing other clone characters. And with the Ahsoka series, don't worry about it. <laughs> That's Vinny's drink hitting uh, the, microphone, the microphone stand. It's all good. Um, but I also think Ahsoka is very likely because they're filming Ahsoka right now. And I think having some kind of connection there would make sense. Um Plus, you know, it would be nice to have some kind of connection with Obi-Wan and Ahsoka. Yeah. Uh, because Obi-Wan and Ahsoka have not spoken to each other since the Siege of Mandalore from the Clone Wars episode, which tied in with episode three of Revenge of the Sith. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ahsoka doesn't realize that Anakin is Vader until uh, the Rebels series when she the Vorse hits her. She knows that something happened to him, but after Clone Wars, she's not really sure what happened to him. You know, uh, are there any other characters you'd like to see in the show? Maybe, a, maybe a Cad Bane. Yeah, you think Cad will show up? I don't think so. I think it's possible he could. Only he, if he only does if, have history with Kenobi. Only if the Inquisitors hire bounty hunters will Cad show up. Uh, in, in that case, we're gonna get Boba Fett and Cad. Again. Well, if, well, the thing is, if the Inquisitors are there and if they're confident in their job, why would they hire bounty hunters? I'm just saying because they're, Vader did it. Vader hired bounty hunters. Oh, I mean, well, yeah, Boba, 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 right, Boba. Come on, man. Well, again, at the, at the same time, think about it, you know, that's also dating back of how weird Lucas has done all these movies and shows and everything, whereas, like, he just created more. Yeah. And then the plot holes kind of thicken. Um, but the other thing is, and I was just thinking about this a second ago. Uh, oh, fuck. Here, here's one thing. Oh, uh, that... fuck. What was it? What was it? Uh, damn it. I just had it in my head and I lost it. That's right, dude. Well, listen, what we're definitely going to see from Obi-Wan, this Kenobi series, is... Mm. Obi-Wan Kenobi completely destroying any type of Sith syndicate that Vader has created up to New Hope. I just got it. Okay. Here's the big debate going on around online, okay? So, we talked about this before. And apparently, the we talked about this like months ago. Whether, I think Andreas or Pat was on the podcast when we talked about this. I'm not sure. But um, the big debate online is, should Star Wars, should Lucasfilm do a live-action version of the Ben Kenobi versus Darth Maul fight in Rebels. Now, how you feel about this, I can already see your face. You're like, ooh, that'd be nice live action, but I'll give my arguments as to why we shouldn't, all right? Because it will retcon Rebels, and it will retcon Maul's story in Rebels finding Obi-Wan. Maul didn't find Obi-Wan until uh, the Rebels series when Kenobi met Ezra, uh, Ezra Miller. Ezra Bridger. Bridgers? Yeah, it is Bridgers, right? No, Bridger. Bridger. Okay, Ezra Bridger. He didn't find Maul until then. So, you just say uh, Ezra, uh, dude. You don't have to say the freaking full name. It's what? not like Sir fucking Ian McKellen. Okay, Ezra. You know what I'm talking about. That motherfucker from Rebels. Ezra. How about that? Okay, not the Flash. Ezra. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ezra, because it's Ezra Miller who plays the Flash. Anyway, um, it would retcon that. But the cool thing is, it would look awesome. But at the same time, there are reports saying that Maul 
isn't the villain of the show. Yeah, of course. What would you want, though? Would you want? I to... would want Maul to be a part of the villain of the show. Well, again, that retcons Rebels. Do we retcon Rebels for the most majority of its story? For that one thing, for this one-time possible live-action sequence? Bro, I totally fucking would because we haven't seen live-action Maul, and I'm not including the hologram at the end of Han Solo. We haven't seen live-action fucking Maul saber Well, somebody since... did dress up like that. Like, there is pictured of the guy who returned as Maul, like, in that outfit. Like, it did... And you saw it for filming for Kenobi? Well, no, that's the thing is like the scene where what's her name, Han's girlfriend. I know, but I'm talking about but, lightsaber but in fighting. The, but in the hologram thing. I would throw away that, that whole but, show. But, but that's but that is the thing though. The throw guy the guy did dress up as Maul for that because their set work art of him it, it shows Maul visibly older. Yeah. Um my thing is and I don't even know if this can be the case, but this is my biggest thing other than Qui-Gon Jinn showing up. A fight sequence between Vader and Maul. That's what I really want. Mm. Because that way we get Maul in the show and we can still have this epic encounter we had in the comics and bring that to live action. How old is Luke supposed to be in, in the in the Luke's comics? supposed to be like nine, ten years old. Okay. In this in this And how much older is Han Solo than Luke Skywalker? That's a good question. Um I'm not particularly sure. I think he's gotta be significantly older. I would say Han's gotta be like I don't know, 17, How old is 18? Luke in New Hope? Luke is 19 okay, or 20 19. years old in the New Hope. It would seem that like Han Solo is like a good sit between 6 to 8 years older than, yeah. than him in that. So I mean, Harrison Ford is significantly older than Carrie Fisher and Luke's, uh, yeah, Luke's, yeah. Mark Hamill. Yeah, I know. So... So that, that, I mean, that, puts, that puts Han at like late 20s, early 30s for New Hope, mm-hmm. right? In the Han Solo origin movie, he was like, he's he te- was that age. He's a teenager. Yeah. He's about Luke's age. So what I'm trying to piece together is, is Obi-Wan, the Obi-Wan show, taking place at the same time, or maybe the year prior or the year after the Han Solo origin movie? Uh, it's a good question. Considering that the Empire is still a very prevalent thing because in that, both. That would tell us if Maul is still alive during this time or not. I mean, Maul would be alive because, again, yeah, I know Obi Wan's the one who killed him. <laughs> I get it. And I'm talking about in Rebels, not in Phantom Menace. Oh yeah, I dude, if they brought back Maul for just for one live action, fuck it, or make him the made him the villain, totally worth scrapping that whole show. To me personally, nah, I I, I liked I ended up really liking Rebels, and I like continuity, and I like things to make sense. Yeah, in my overall story of everything. That's why that's one of my biggest gripes about the X Men movies is that there's. But would you really complain about it? Would I complain about it? No. If I saw it, I'd be like, oh fuck if yeah. You that's complained, awesome. CJ. If that happened and you complained about it, everybody would be like, stick a fucking middle finger up your ass and fucking make it go further, <laughs> because everybody would be like, that's fucking insane. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know what I mean. <laughs> Uh, you probably say something rape. like that, and then all of Facebook would be like, "Heathen!" <laughs> ear rape is yeah. all I can say. Yeah. Oh, we're sorry. You'd be typing fighting on Facebook with people for like the next ten years. I wouldn't even be able to talk to you. You'd probably scrap the co- podcast. You'd be like, "Listen, I have too many people to fight." <laughs> well, then the podcast become infamous. Yeah. And then people would just fucking yell at me. For yeah, I'd just come over every Tuesday and be like, "Oh, this is speculation." <laughs> CJ's been typing away. You just hear. <laughs> 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 anyway, uh, I, I mean, I won't complain about it if it's done right. Uh, I just, as if it wouldn't be. I am just a guy who is a stickler for stories to make sense because I'm a rest, a jaded wrestling fan, and I have been. I am a jaded I am wrestling fan because for years I have, well, I've grown up watching WWE where stories will happen, the seeds are planted, and nothing is paid off or nothing makes sense ever. So. I am a stickler for stories to make sense for me, for and, and everything like like in every aspect of like my my hobbies and fandom like Marvel, uh, Star Wars, and video games. Like one of my biggest pet peeves is The Last of Us Part Two. Now, oh yeah. So 
I mean, you've you have you, I mean, I you didn't play Last of Us, did you? But no. but you're aware of the but story. I know the whole thing. Okay, so so the whole thing with fucking. All right, here's a big rant before to end the podcast on. All right, we're kind of <laughs> moving past Obi Wan. Uh, consensus: Me and Vinny are fucking slagged. Get, if you're get not, jacked up for Friday, baby. If you are a Star Wars fan, you're already fucking hyped. You you know you're yeah. here for that. So yeah. anyway, real quickly on my rant of the Last of Us Part Two. Okay, so real quickly, the Last of Us Part One is a fucking masterpiece of storytelling. And I was going to say video game play, but you know what? The video game gameplay, it's great, but it's not what makes the game. No. What makes the game is the story, you know? Joel, who we meet in the beginning of the game, the the, the outbreak of this virus, of this, which turns people into zombies and shit, and what they call the infected, it makes that, you know, he loses his daughter in the process. Mm-hmm. On his fucking birthday. So she dies, uh, and then years later... The world lives in this apocalyptic setting where everything's really controlled and you can't go outside certain areas. And Joel is set to do this favor for this friend of her, a uh, friend of his, or friend of a friend who's a leader of the group called the Fireflies, which is supposed to be this radical group in the game, um, to take this girl Ellie to this medical facility where, you know, she got infected, but she's not getting infected she's not changing so she has some kind of cure the game i won't spoil the game too much for you in that regard i may you know what if you haven't seen played the last of us i'm gonna be going it's to be so old now it's like two, i'm gonna i'm old. gonna get into some spoilers so spoilers if you haven't played the last of us okay so joel ends up learning that El, uh you know the, the the lady who's the leader of the fireflies when they get her to this hospital that she could she could they could make a vaccine for everybody and cure everyone but Joel, he doesn't want to lose another because he's grown with this girl and is and she's be, she's become like another daughter to him, like a daughter figure. And she and Joel has become a father figure for Ellie. So they were going to do surgery inside of her brain to try and make this cure. But Joel just fucking kills everybody in the fucking place, and. We later find, you know, years later, years later, when The Last of Us Two comes out, the only person who knows is his brother Tommy in the game. And as time goes on, there's this girl. What the fuck is her fucking name in the fucking Last of Us Two? There's Ellie. Abby is her name. Oh, this fucking bitch. Mm. Anyway, so we later find out that Abby is the one who goes and gets revenge from Joel because the doctor who was going to perform surgery on Ellie was her father. So Joel fucking dies in The Last of Us Part Two. And now Ellie, this whole thing, and the prep for this was Ellie was meant to is meant to be this is her game. This is her story. This is about about hate. You know, last game was love. This one's hate, and we see why. And as fans of the last ones, like we are fucking dying to kill this bitch. But you also play as her, and you play as her to the point where I feel like I'm playing as her more than Ellie. And then you finally get to the point where you where you finally are about to get your revenge with her, but then you build you're supposed to build sympathy because her father was a doctor, and you build sympathy for her because she has this other Ellie like character with her, and they're escaping this compound, and then they fight each other, and Ellie tries to kill Abby, but she can't do it because oh revenge is bad. Meanwhile, she has a girlfriend who got pregnant from a guy who was a friend of theirs, and they have a little family. And the girlfriend is a. It but, got really fucking twenty twenty one in there. Well, hang on, real quickly. It, I'm not explaining it right. Long story short of that is that Ellie, she's she's a lesbian in the game. It's yeah, already right. put that in the thing. Yeah, that that's perfectly fine. Yes, Ellen, and, Ellen and the, Page is now the, Elliot Page, and the girl in the game she has a crush on. Uh, she has an ex-boyfriend who you find out in this journey to find try and kill Abby. She gets pregnant from him, and the it boy- sounds like it takes place in a fucking trailer park, CJ. It's insane. It's a very <laughs> fun. But my point is, is like you know, it's just the story just is just fucking messed up. Ladies and That's, gentlemen, CJ is upset. That is the moral of the story. Fuck you, Naughty Dog! <laughs> you ruined a great fucking series! Dude, at least Uncharted is... Oh, no, you never played fucking Uncharted. I played a few, like, bits and pieces of Uncharted, and I want to play the Uncharted games again. My thing is, like, I'm just worried about the show that's going to come out with, with The Last mm-hmm. of Us. Like, they want Pedro Pascal to play Joel, which would be amazing, but it's just, like, if they're really going to follow the canon of the fucking games... They should it's, only make it the first it, one it, and then leave it at that. Yeah, really. 
I mean, and I kind of probably wasted a lot of people's time and never played this fucking game. And like, now I don't want to play the game. Play the first one, but don't play the second one. Yeah. Don't play the second Dude, one. I just saw this meme. Sounds very, very. New MCU anyway. fans from 2056 having to watch 180 oh, movies. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. Yeah, I saw that. I mean, that's pretty much how comics are, you know? Like, yeah. comics keep getting reissued, and you really, technically, if you want to start reading comics, you gotta start all the way from the very beginning, technically. You saw this one? Yeah, you share this. It's like some red-haired chick when you're driving through <laughs> through your hometown and you see a friend from high school. It's just some fucking caveman. <laughs> Basically a wizard on a bicycle. <laughs> you shall not pass! <laughs> anyway, I think we ranted enough for one episode, don't you? For sure. Anyway, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Fan Speculation. You can follow us on Instagram at fanspeculation underscore pod. You can follow us on Twitter at fanspeculation, all one word. You can Listen to us on your favorite podcast, the Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you can find your fine podcast formats. And uh, we almost finished the episode without making this announcement. So here's, it's it's not a huge announcement, but here's the announcement. Oh, hell yeah. We used to do this podcast. We used to, Vinny and I used to get together. We'd watch the shows. We'd do the podcast. And then we'd talk about whatever show was going on and give an episode review. Whatever the story and fun stories are going on. And therefore, we've been going together on Tuesdays, releasing on Wednesdays. We're back to doing the podcast on Wednesday nights, and we're releasing it back on Thursdays, baby. Ba-boom. That's right. Hell yeah. Yes. <laughs> I just didn't know what to add there. Yeah, so we're going to be recording. So probably starting next week, we'll be back to Thursdays. Boom. So we'll be reviewing episodes one, two, and three of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Hell yeah, as a whole. That's going to be a step. One whole episode, no, no tangents for anything else. Just what? an Obi-Wan episode. I don't know about that. Three hours, CJ? Three hours we're, of Obi-Wan Kenobi? We're we're not... Uh, look... We'll, and we're going to summarize three hours in one hour? We've reviewed... Or less than an hour? We've reviewed a f- quite a few episodes. Of, like, we reviewed the first three episodes of Bad Batch in one episode. Don't you remember? Yeah. But those weren't an hour long. Well, who the fuck knows? Bad Batch were like a half an hour long. All right. Well, we will see. We've so also, it's like doing six we've episodes also, of Bad We've Batch. also done it with Loki... We did like two or three episodes of Loki. Yeah, you're right. You know, when we couldn't get together sometimes. But now it's three. All right. Anyway, we will see. I think... Three is the number of the beast. No, it's six. Six, (laughs) six. The number of the beast. (laughs) Get Iron Maiden right. Anyway, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Fan Speculation. Follow us on our social media pages, like I just said. Fan Speculation underscore pod on Instagram. Fan Speculation, all one word. Twitter. So, CJ Palmasano. Vinny Crane. Thank you all so much for listening. We'll see you next Thursday. The Kang Gang Bang!